This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. The heartbeat of Saskatchewan is agriculture, and 620 CKRM is proud to be your source for everything ag. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with your host, Jim Smalley. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. It's brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com. And brought to you by Assiniboia Livestock for the most reliable and dependable way to market your livestock. Today, the Saskatchewan Stock Growers launched the annual online auction fundraiser. A program is underway to get more rural veterinarians in Saskatchewan involved with the swine industry. Real Agriculture talks about a greenhouse gas reduction plan from Grain Growers of Canada. A farm management computer company raises $1.7 million from a Saskatchewan Venture Capital Fund. And we have an update on last week's feeder cattle prices. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnson's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection. And brought to you by Farm Fresh Water. They'll make your well water wonderful and your dugout drinkable. Get your Farm Fresh Water today at farmfreshwater.ca. The Saskatchewan Stock Growers Association is in the midst of a major online auction fundraiser. President Kelsey Elford says there are over three dozen items up for bid, ranging from ranch supplies to a big game safari in Africa. It's annual now because we had one last year and one this year, but what it, what it was born out of, Jim, was... You know, normally our big fundraiser is at our annual general meeting. And, of course, with COVID the last couple of years, we haven't been able to have that. And so we came up with the online auction, and, and hats off to Chad, our general manager, for doing that. Last year was a roaring success, and I, and I anticipate this year to, to be the same. So what is the hours of the auction, and where does someone access it to see what's up for bid? There's some very interesting items. Well, the, the auction will close tomorrow. It's on www.dlms.com, so you can go on there, click on the Riding for the Brand fundraising auction, scroll through the items, it's easy to get registered. And the nice thing is, is, is you don't have to be sitting there at the end of the auction to make sure that you get your bid in. You can if you want, or you can enter a maximum bid amount, and that'll just bid for you. And so it ends tomorrow night, but you can go on today, all throughout tomorrow, Scroll through the items and see if there's something that, that you would like. Now, the unique thing about this auction is you don't have to be a livestock producer to, to have something there that, that's intriguing. You know, we've got things from a Hawaiian trip to an African safari to a, a Mexico Four Diamond Resort trip to smokers, barbecue smokers, to Yeti coolers, to saddlebags, to VBP training. There's literally something for everyone on there. There's gift certificates, different dealerships, there's generators. Get on and have a look and come support the stock growers. How many items are there and how much was raised last year? I think there's around 40 items this year. Last year we raised $68,000 for the stock growers. And that goes through day-to-day operations and lobby efforts that we do on behalf of all producers. You know, it was pretty humbling to see the the support that came out for it and you know i i know that this year is going to be the same and and i just want to say thank you to those that supported us last year and 
and thank you to those that are going to support us this year. Give me the address again. Uh, it's www.dlms.com. Now, I want to ask you about markets. How are cattle markets looking this spring? You know, they're up from last year in some uh, some sectors. And when we look uh, into the future, the livestock price insurance forecasts um, some really good things for fall. So I think that there's some there's some optimism going forward. We're excited to see that part of the thing going on in the industry. I know that there's some areas that are going to be set up well for, for moisture and other other areas that are going to be looking for a little bit. You know, as far as markets go, they're holding steady. The cow market has picked up. The yearling market is, is like I say, up a little bit from last year. So, you know, I think that everything's looking fairly positive, Jim. Have there been any supply chain issues for the livestock industry? Yeah, there is. Just like every other industry, you know, some... Uh, um, I would encourage producers to get their vaccines and their tags bought early because we are seeing some uh, supply chain issues on, on those items and no doubt other ones, but those are the ones that have been brought to my attention. So this year, instead of waiting until the last minute, it might be wise to be a little proactive and allow a little time to get some of the stuff you're needing. And any impact the war in Ukraine having on the livestock market? Not as of yet, Jim. We're going to see where it goes. Like it's planting time over there now, and they supply kind of 15% of the world's calorie intake, quote unquote. And and so you know we, the world relies on them quite a bit for wheat. And you know they, it's always the they call it the butterfly effect. What happens across the world could affect us here tomorrow. And we're not seeing any immediate things right now, but I'm I anticipate that we will going forward. Anyone can register to bid for the Saskatchewan Stock Grower Fundraiser. The bidding closes at 6 p.m. on Wednesday. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. This portion is brought to you by Seedmaster. No matter what you grow, Seedmaster has the ultimate seeding solutions for better crops and bigger profits. Seedmaster.ca this is the second year of a summer program to give veterinary students more experience working with pigs. It's supported by industry and is open to first and second year students in the Western College of Veterinary Medicine at the University of Saskatchewan. Dr. John Harding is a professor in the Department of Large Animal Clinic Services. Exposing students to pigs early in the veterinary program is critical to recruiting swine veterinarians. From my own observations, we know that students who enter swine practice most often have had positive and hands-on experience with swine, either from growing up on a pig farm or having worked on a farm during a summer or a positive uh, work experience with swine veterinarians while growing up. And we all know that pigs have such a unique personality that sometimes they just become addictive. Because this early exposure is so important for recruitment, setting up an experience program has really been on the back of my mind for, for many years. Dr. Harding describes the 12-week placement program, which runs from the beginning of May until the end of July. If they have no or limited experience, they will spend four of the 12 weeks working on farms, and the other eight weeks of the summer are spent working with the animal health team at the host business. For students, who have more extensive pig experience from either previous jobs or growing up on a farm, the four-week production work in barns may be replaced with a more extensive research project, and we would encourage them then to present their results 
at the WCVM Research Poster Competition in September. The program provides experiences in three distinct areas, production, swine medicine, and research. During their four weeks, of production experience in barns, they are expected to work and learn from farm techs and herd persons during their daily activities, such as breeding and farrowing and processing baby pigs and vaccinating and moving pigs, all all those things, uh, as well as maybe get some insight into barn management and human resource challenges. When they're working with the animal health team during that other eight weeks of the program, that could be swine vets or vet techs or quality assurance personnel, uh, they're expected to be involved in regular barn herd health visits, you know, quality assurance and other audits, maybe diagnostic investigation or disease outbreaks and other production or vet meetings. The summer placement program started small in year one, but it has grown in year two. We had one student participate in 2021 who will be returning for a second placement with a different host business this year. Uh, we also have three new students who are looking forward to their first placement this summer. Our host vet businesses are across the prairies in Manitoba, Saskatchewan, and Alberta, and I'm pretty satisfied with what we've accomplished so far early in the program, but acknowledge that it may take several more years to gauge the ultimate success of the program in terms of our ability to encourage and recruit vets into swine practice. Dr. Harding says the ultimate goal is to recruit graduate veterinarians into swine practice, whether it be corporate production, a swine specialty practice, or simply a mixed animal food animal practice. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamp's Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update. Bring the energy of Real Ag Radio to your next customer meeting or conference. From your stage, we'll record an episode in person to inform and provide insight on the latest in agriculture. All right, joining us here on Real Agriculture, we're pleased to welcome Brandon Leslie. Brandon is the Manager of Policy and Government Relations with Grain Growers of Canada. Grain Growers has, uh, has launched this Road to 2050 Net Zero initiative. Can you fill us in on what this is all about? You know, this initiative that we're launching today is, is kind of phase one. It's, it's really just the acknowledgement that we recognize that, that you know, governments around the world, including the Canadian government, um, are committed to achieving net zero uh, emissions by 2050. And in the case of the Canadian context, they've, they've le- literally legislated themselves to do so um, through the Canadian Net Zero Emissions Accountability Act, which um, the timing, coincidentally, uh, is, is interesting insofar as, uh, you know, the Minister Guibault will be tabling the first reports under that act that was passed last year in Parliament um, sometime later this week. So our announcement today is quite timely. Um, the government, whether whether farmers like it or not, are going to continue moving forward with a number of policies and programs that um, are, are aimed at tackling uh, emissions and, and, and fighting climate change. So I think the, the biggest uh, message I would have on this front is farmers need to be at the table. Um, oftentimes, I, I would say that that hasn't always been the case, and, and I think it's high time that we are. And I think that's why it's important that we lead this initiative and make sure that farmers' voices are, are strongly represented um, for what's practical and achievable at the farm level. You know, the, the Ottawa bubble is is quite far away from, from pretty much any farm gate, as many farmers will uh, will know, and and uh, making sure that those policies and programs are, uh, are are able to achieve their intended results without any real economic harm uh, to farmers and their profitability, I think, is at the, the core of why we wanted to be at the leading edge of this conversation. 
So what what will this process or this initiative look like in terms of next steps and and uh, the process? What do you hope to kind of see as as the conclusion? Is this uh, we've seen some other especially companies, but uh, dairy industry make net zero commitments for 2050. Is is that part of what the plan is here as well? Yeah, exactly. I think this is this is that first step. As I said, this is this is about uh, acknowledging that the governments are are heading this direction, and uh, and we and we need to be there in terms of next steps. Um, you know, we we're we're happy to have already kind of our first partner in Saskatchewan, in the Saskatchewan uh, Wheat Development Commission, uh, who is who is happily joined uh, our announcement um, in this. But it'll be a GGT led project. We're going to be seeking a number of other partners. You know, there's as you mentioned, there's companies, but there's a lot of associations and organizations that are already doing a lot of good. Good on the ground research in this space, um, whether it be at the academic level or the uh, farm organizational level, and so it's not about ma- um, gathering, you know, new data or, or uh, you know, new, new science necessarily. I think it's about the first step is is figuring out where we are in terms of emissions. Uh, it, I think it's important to before we decide where we need to go, we need to know where we are. And a lot of the data in this space is is challenging to uh, to be individual to the grain sector and to really look at things in a holistic manner. So that's the first step, and and we're going to be doing that through. Uh, through a uh, consulting firm. We're going to have a request for a proposal uh, going out very shortly. We want this to be a, a very data-driven exercise that is uh, legitimate um, and, and really can put forward meaningful results. And ultimately, we'll, the, the plan here is to make recommendations to government uh, for policies and programs uh, that that we feel will have uh, more have more of an impact uh, in terms of the success of our you know shared objectives in reducing emissions, but also won't have the negative impacts that that we we see of some policies uh, that have already been undertaken and and we can expect to to see coming forward. So it's really a matter of making sure that the farmers lead in that conversation of of what what can be done, what should be done, what should not be done. So you're going to come up with a list of recommendations, like you said, for for government as to what. What type of solutions should be encouraged at the farm level, or incentivized, or or what type of policies to avoid that sort of thing? Yeah, exactly. This 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 isn't a process where we are are hoping to tell farmers what to do on their farm. We're, this is a process in which we know the government is going to move forward in this space. You know, their agricultural emissions uh, are a portion of Canada's emissions currently. Um, they they are going to make policies. We've seen a number uh, already, whether it be you know a discussion paper on fertilizer um, emissions. Uh, that came out just a couple of weeks ago, um, and another of the price on pollution. You know, there's there's policies that are already coming out, and and frankly, we can expect more. If if Canada is to hit its um, pretty ambitious targets by 2030, um, we know that they're going to look to the agricultural sector to do so. So I think it's a matter of trying to get ahead of that a little bit, make sure that we are the ones that are directing them. This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. It's your agri-weather forecast on The Source 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Today, cloudy, 60% chance of flurries early this afternoon. Wind northwest 40, gusting to 60. Temperature steady today, near minus 3. The low, minus 9. Wednesday, sunny, wind southeast 20. The high tomorrow, plus 4. The low, minus 4. Thursday, sunny and melting again with a high of plus 10. The low, minus 1. 
Friday, partly cloudy, the high plus 5, the low minus 10. Saturday, sunny, the high plus 7, the low minus 5. Sunday, sunny, the high 10 degrees, the low minus 3. Monday, partly cloudy, the high 12. Normal high for this date, plus 6, the normal low, minus 7. The sun rose at 6.42 this morning. It sets at 7.25 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot is leader in west-central Saskatchewan at plus 2. The cold spot, Winyard at minus 5. Estevan is 0. Saskatoon and Swift Current both minus 3. Weyburn minus 2. Yorkton minus 3. Regina cloudy and minus 3. That's 27 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the northwest at 41, gusting to 52. Humidity is 77%. The barometer rising, 101.2. Cloudy and Moose Jaw minus 2. Winds are from the north, northwest, 35, gusting to 50. Once again, Regina cloudy and minus 3. That's 26 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. Get out to an early start on weed control in next year's canola and lentil crop using Group 3 Edge Microactive from Gowan Canada this fall. Edge Microactive, maximize yields today and manage resistance for tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougall Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougall Auctioneers. McDougallAuctions.com. And brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems, expect the best. A farm management software company has secured over a million dollars in funding from a Saskatchewan-based venture capital fund. The CEO of Intelliculture, Cole Powers, says his Ontario-based company has closed a $1.7 million seed funding through an AgTech venture capital fund operated by Conexus Venture Capital. Yeah, for sure. I mean, so we uh, we closed it our seed round uh, and it clocked in at 1.7 million, uh, and it was led by uh, Emertech, which is uh, the group that uh, helps facilitate and, and fund the the cultivator programming there. So we're we're really excited with that uh, the funding there. Um, and so Emertech led that and, and had a couple of other investors following on as well. What will um, the funding go for? Yeah, so the the primary use of that fund is is really uh, team growth right now. So we're staging out about uh, eight hires over the next 12 months to to continue growing the business and supporting our growers. Uh, And then in addition to that, we do have some R&D work that we're performing and some uh, some other sales and and marketing sort of slewed into that funding as well. What is IntelliCulture, your company? Yeah, I guess the the high-level description is, is really an equipment management software. So we have plug-and-play GPS units that uh, growers can install into machinery. And, and the whole premise of IntelliCulture is to have a, a colorblind and, and completely backwards compatible system that, that folks can track machines on their farm and, and track the operations and jobs that are ongoing. Does that kind of make sense at a high level? So tell me a little bit what, what it does. What do, what, how do the farmers benefit? They, it gives them insights into spray coverage, operational health and labor management. How? Yeah, exactly. So once growers plug the units into their machines, we start sending out automated reports to the to the growers, uh, giving generally insight into two domains. The first is really around health of the machinery itself. So we're able to pull diagnostic codes and help growers do like automate their maintenance planning to to grow towards more preventative maintenance rather than reactive. 
Uh, what that does is it really helps incur uh, lower cost of operation and, and prevent downtime in the field. And then the other lens is, is we provide automated spray and, and uh, what we call coverage reporting. So because we have these units plugged into machines, farms are able to actually get automated reports saying, showing them how many hours they work and what jobs each of those machines were doing in the field for, for better billing clarity. When did you commercialize this? Like how widely used is it? Yeah, so we've got growers uh, all across North America now. Um, generally a hot pocket out on the West Coast and uh, down, especially down in California with a, a lot of vineyards and, and high value crops in that neck of the woods. But we founded the company in 2018 and have had uh, product out in the field for, for the last couple of years now, uh, being used pretty heavily uh, by some pretty high profile growers as well. What does it cost a producer? Yeah, generally we, we charge an annual subscription. It, it does depend on sort of the tiering of the software. So what we do is we charge on a per machine basis. And then depending on what features the grower wants unlocked, uh, we're able to uh, tailor it to their needs. That way we're not charging folks for, for parts of the software that they might not be using. In general, you're, you're ranging from the 350 to $700 a year on um, so are you expecting, uh, because of this extra funding, $1.7 million, that you'll be able to expand your services? Oh, absolutely. That's, uh, we have every intention to, to continue expanding the services. I think that the two main areas of focus right now for us are just further refinement of the, the already existing features, but then also we've got a couple of really exciting items in the pipeline. One around more task clarity on the farm and uh, more sophisticated alerting. So being able to tell growers if there's a best practice or, or almost like a, a benchmark that they can uh, pull into their, their operation to, to help improve how they're running. And then also getting more into what we're calling our, our preventative maintenance planning. So getting into daily checklists and circle checks of machines, that's been a very well thought out feature. Cole Powers is the CEO of IntelliCulture which has received $1.7 million in seed funding led by Emertech, an ag tech venture capital fund managed by Conexus Venture Capital. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source, 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small-town lumberyard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com Saskatchewan feeder cattle prices were mixed this past week. Lexi Hicks-Maxa with the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture says there were several factors behind the price fluctuations. Yeah, well, this past week, our feeder steer prices were mixed across the reported weight categories for the week compared to the the ending on March 18th, our prices ranged anywhere from 249.75 per hundred weight for the four to five hundred pound weight categories to 179.17 per hundred weight for the 900 plus pound weight category. The largest price increase was seen in the five to six hundred pound weight category, with an increase of five dollars and seventy-five cents per hundred weight to average out at 244.75 per hundred weight for the week. The largest price decrease was seen in the seven to eight hundred pound weight category with a price decrease of $1.57 per hundredweight to average out the week at one ninety seven eighty three. The price for the 3 to 400 pound weight category was not available for this week. However, moving on to the average weekly prices for Saskatchewan's feeder heifers, we saw a similar mix across all of the reported weight categories when compared to the week ending March 18th. Prices ranged anywhere from 197.50 per hundredweight for the 3 to 400 pound weight category to 166.50 per hundredweight for the 800 plus pound weight category. 
The largest price increase reported was seen in the 7 to 800 pound weight category with an increase of $4.45 per hundred weight to average out at 177.83 per hundred weight. The largest price decrease was seen in the 5 to 600 pound weight category with a price decrease of $3.10 per hundred weight to finish the week averaging at 190 cents per hundred weight. And what were the main factors influencing the feeder steer and heifer prices? Well, this past week uh, was kind of interesting. We saw an increase in all of our feed barleys and corns. However, just given the timing of the market, I think uh, is what helped drive the prices up rather than drive the prices down like what we normally see when there's an increase in our feed prices. So it just kind of comes down to the cycle that we're in right now, the timing of the year and uh, the availability and capacity uh, that feedlots might have while looking for calves to put into them. What were marketings? So Canfax reported a total of 11,505 head of cattle sold in Saskatchewan this week, which is down from the 12,347 head marketed during the week ending March 18th and lower than the 13,043 head that was marketed during the same week in 2021. What happened with market-ready cattle prices? Well, our Alberta-fed cattle prices were not available for the week. However, the prices of our D2 slaughter cows saw another price increase. There was an increase of about $2.18 per hundred weight from the week ending March 18th to average out at $96.39 per hundred weight. Well, the price of the D3 slaughter cows saw a price decrease of $3.37 per hundredweight to average down to $81.38 per hundredweight. Lexi Hicks-Maxa compiles the weekly cattle market summary for the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture. The Market Updates with Jim Smalley on The Source 620 CKRM. And a good afternoon market update brought to you by Nelson GM in Assiniboia and Avonlea. With new inventory arriving daily, they'll find a vehicle that fits your agriculture lifestyle. Proudly serving southern Saskatchewan for over 60 years. See Nelson GM today. Also brought to you by Freeze Tallman Lumber. Purchase your all-weather windows with installation from Freeze Tallman before April 27th and you'll save 15%. Grain prices were moving down in early trading. Viterra prices for feed barley fell 409 at 362.54. Canola dropped 34 dollars at 10.1062. One red spring wheat went down 12.40 at 460.76. The rest unchanged. Durham 551.16. Flax 1252.11. Oats 501.53. Yellow peas 637.82. Feed wheat, 385.65. At Minneapolis, May spring wheat fell 23 and a quarter cents at 10.56 and a quarter cent a bushel. It's the Livestock Reports on the Source 620 CKRM. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn, 842-4574. Now the latest quotes. This is the market report for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the week of March 29th. Our last regular sale was on March 16th. D1 and D2 cows sold from $0.94 cents to $1.06. D3 cows sold from $0.80 cents to $0.90. Cents. Counter cows sold from $0.50 cents to $0.60. Cents. And good butcher bulls sold from $1.20 to $1.35. We had a pre-sorted calf sale here on Monday. 450 to 500 pound steers averaged $2.34. It sold up to $2.54. 
500 to 550 pound steers averaged $2.39 and sold up to $2.55. 550 to 600 pound steers averaged $2.27 and sold up to $2.48. 600 to 650 pound steers averaged $2.13 and sold up to $2.34. 650 to 700 pound steers averaged $2.10 and sold up to $2.30. 700 to 800 pound steers averaged $1.98 and sold up to $2.13. 800 to 900 pound steers averaged $1.87 and sold up to $1.93. Depending on weight, heifers were 20 to 30 cents back from the steers. Some of the highlights from the sale were a group of 500 pound grasser steers at $2.54 a pound, a group of 550 pound black steers at $2.47 cents a pound. A group of 600 pound black steers at $2.34 a pound. A group of 630 pound red steers at $2.30 a pound. A group of 700 pound black steers at $2.13 a pound. And a load of 800 pound Angus steers at $1.93 a pound. This has been Stephanie Digg reporting from the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. The market that gets the cattle and the prices too. And the latest Saskatchewan pork price quotes, two twenty six seventy nine per CKG. Coming up, the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report, brought to you by Second Look Online Auction. Visit 2ndlookonlineauction.com to see what's up for bid. The federal government's new climate plan includes a tougher schedule to shift to electric vehicles, promising that one in five new passenger vehicles will be battery-operated within four years. The new emissions reduction plan projects the oil and gas industry will need to cut greenhouse gas emissions by 42% by the year 2030. Environment Minister Stephen Guibault says it will take a little longer for transportation, which accounts for one quarter of all emissions, to catch up to other sectors when it comes to making cuts. Agriculture Minister Marie-Claude Bebeau wrapped up a meeting in Prince Edward Island on the weekend after highlighting the reopening of the U.S. market to PEI potatoes. Bebeau met with her provincial counterpart to discuss farm support programs. The reopening of the table stock potato market in the U.S. is important for the island potato industry, providing assurances to growers there will be market for the upcoming growing season. On the markets, the TSX is up 12 points to 21,990. The Dow has gained 149 points to 35,105. Oil has fallen $2.89 at 103.07 per barrel. The Canadian dollar is down three one-hundredths of a cent at 79.86 cents U.S. That's the resource report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. Brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, following the 12 o'clock news on your voice for everything A. 620 CKRM. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of edge microactive pre-emergent herbicides.